this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. And welcome back to another edition of the award-winning Radio Rotary, made possible by Rotary District 7210. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People living by Rotary's motto of service above self. And Jonah, today our special guest is Caroline Clocker, who is the Senior Water Resource Educator for Cornell Cooperative Extension in Dutchess County, actually in Millbrook, and we'll be talking to her about water resources in the Hudson Valley, and most particularly about watersheds. Do you know what a watershed is? It so happens I do, because many, many years ago... Like a century ago. Yes, I was the attorney for the New York City Board of Water Supply and the reservoirs, and after that, I was the... uh, Deputy Senior Prosecutor for the Department of Environmental Conservation. And after that, I became a radio star. <laughs> that's how you ended up here. Yeah. So I know interviewing I did a, I did a, a lot colleague, of, probably. Caroline. Right. Uh, uh, I, I, I did a lot of work in the watershed. But first, let's say good morning to Carolyn yes, Clocker. Good morning, that. Carolyn. Good morning. <laughs> so, I mean, I know what a watershed is, but apparently Sarah doesn't. So tell us, what is a, what is a watershed? <laughs> apparently, we would like to explain it to our listening uh-huh. audience yes. and to our engineer, Jay Verzi. Yeah. Anyway, we're okay. full, We're we're going to quit fooling around here. This is an important topic. It's about our environment and our community. But let's just, what is the definition of a watershed? A watershed is the area of land where all of the water that falls onto that land drains into a central location. And that also includes all of the water underneath the land. So it drains into a central location like a river or a lake or a stream or even a wetland or your pond in your backyard. Now, before we digest all that, yeah. you know, let's, let's get some very basic issues on the table. Why is water important to human beings? Water, we need it to survive. Um, right. We drink it every day. We can go a lot longer without food than we can go without water. I could go, you know, as you can see from looking at me, I can go weeks without food, <laughs> but we can only go a couple of days without water Correct. before, you know, it's time for the pine box. So that's why water, especially clean, pure, wholesome water is so important. Um, you know, people say, well, you know, everyone talks about water, water, water. There's so much water in the oceans. I mean, the, the planet is, two, you know, two thirds or three quarters water. Why is that a misnomer, Miss Carolyn? Because that water is unavailable for us to drink. Right. It's salt it's water. Salt water. Um, only a small percentage of the water on the earth, something like 3% of the water on the earth is actually fresh water that's available to us. And 2% of that is locked up in uh, polar ice caps and in glaciers. Yeah. I, I used to... That's amazing. When I, when I taught at Vassar and Marist, I taught environmental science, environmental law at Vassar and Marist uh, a number of years ago. And I used to take the average water bottle that you get, you know, like a Poland mm-hmm. Springs bottle, a uh, personal water bottle. And I say, okay, kids, how much, if we pretend that this bottle is the, all of the Earth's water, how much is drinkable? And they'd have various guesses. And I say, okay, I would take off the cap. I would just cover the bottom of the cap with a little bit of water and show it to them. I said, that's all by percentage, the, all the water that's drinkable. And that's the water we use for industrial purposes, for flushing our toilets, for washing your car, taking your shower, and for drinking. So water is a very precious resource. It's and we're important very, we take care of it. That's right. And we're very lucky to have somebody like Carolyn Clocker, who is the Senior Water Resource Educator for Cornell Cooperative Extension, who's uh, keeping an eye on the water. So now that we know why water is important to human beings, you know, if you ask people, especially down in New York City, say, well, where's the water come from? They go, yeah, the faucet. Watch. I turn it on. There it is. Uh, tell us about the reservoir system, the aqueduct systems, how some people get water from their own wells. Tell us all about that. So I'm less familiar with um, the reservoir and aqueduct systems because we don't actually right. have very many. Um, oh, there's only a small portion of Dutchess County uh, that 
actually feeds water into the drinking water supply in New York City. But um, a lot of, like you said, a lot of people don't understand that water doesn't simply come out of the faucet. It can come from a reservoir up in the Catskills and then is piped down to New York City and then eventually out of your faucet. It can come from an uh, underground well uh, on your property. Um, And it can come from just a municipal drinking uh, water supply. So example, Poughkeepsie gets their water from the Hudson River. Um, They pipe in water from the Hudson River and then treat it and then it goes out to the Now, uh, I I know that probably some of our listeners of Poughkeepsie are going, Ooh. <laughs> well, it's all treated oh. before before yeah, it gets and, and, and great lengths have gone into pure cleaning and keeping the water um, uh, as unpolluted and cleaning up the Hudson in the past Correct. decade. Correct. I mean, there's, there was a big move. There is a big movement in place for that. Well, so. even municipal water, like for example, I live in Red Hook and we have a water tower, but even that comes from wells. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, all right. We, so now we talked about the watershed. The rain comes down mm-hmm. and hits the ground and hits the rivers and, and hits goes the creeks. Someplace. All right. And how does it get into that, our glasses of, of drinking water? Well, I mean, it depends on the source of mm-hmm. uh, your drinking water. If it's um, if you get groundwater, well water, if you have a well, it's coming from the ground. So when that water hits the land and seeps into the ground, it's going to carry anything that it's come into contact with right. into your groundwater supply. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important for us to understand this connection of the land and the water and what a watershed is. And is this the thrust of your educational programs at Cornell Cooperative? It is for at least my position and um, a couple other folks in my program area, which is the Environment and Energy Program. Give us some examples of how you get this type of information out to the communities. So we do several different types of events. We do public events. Um, I do workshops teaching people how to build their own rain barrels to talk about that connection of water that comes off of their roof and where does it go afterwards and how they can utilize and conserve it and restore it back into the ground. Uh, a rain d- barrel? A rain barrel. Rain okay. barrel is like a barrel. Like in the old westerns. Yeah. yeah. Well, so you, you know, build a rain John barrel, rain. looks like. It's a barrel. It's a 55-gallon barrel. Um, it does. It's not always a 55-gallon barrel, but the okay. ones that we build are. And you basically put it below your downspout and it collects uh, the water that um, comes and hits your roof. Okay. Uh, and then you can use that water to For water examples. your gardens, Very wash good. your car, water your lawn, um, and simply just collect storm water and restore it back into the ground. you know what else you could do, Sarah? What? Like Mary Martin saying, you can wash that man right <laughs> out of your hair. <laughs> well, that's a thought. You, you wouldn't um, suggest uh, a Carolyn Clocker of uh, Cornell Cooperative Extension. You wouldn't suggest using that so much for drinking water. Though. No, no, no. You, that is an un- um, untreated, Treated. non-potable water. So you don't so, want to drink it because it's going to collect anything that's uh, on your roof, which could be um, well, how bacteria about bugs? and things. Like how, I mean, w- if it's sitting there in your barrel, is it uncovered? No, it's barrel? not uncovered. Okay, yep. You want to make that's sure there's, that it. it is a key. You want it to be a closed system. So ours, um, the top is covered with screening where the water comes in. And you always want to make sure that that screen is intact so you don't have mosquitoes breeding in there mm-hmm. um, and, and becoming a breeding ground for right, more mosquitoes. Right, right. More mosquitoes. Now, now Carolyn, Especially you since mentioned... we don't have very many bats around yeah. now. Right. After the bat blight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now, Carolyn, you mentioned that the water uh, comes, rains down, it goes through the ground, picks up um, what may be in the ground, and that gets us to the issue of water pollution. You know, water is known, uh, the you chemistry majors out there will remember, water is the universal solvent. It just about dissolves anything. And so when you have land pollution, the water picks it up. But why do we care? If it's in the ground, 
Why do we care? Does How does it get to our water cups? Well, if you have uh, a well as right. your drinking water source, it seeps into the ground and carries it into the water that you pull up from your well. Which brings us to a word, aquifer. Explain to our audience what an aquifer is. An aquifer is essentially um, water that is stored underground. Um, it's a large source of water. Um, kind of think of it as um, a pool of water underneath your ground. Or, right. Um, it, it's another way to describe groundwater. Right, right. So the, the rain seeps through, it picks up, you know, it gets filtered mm-hmm. and stuff like that, gets into the aquifer, and then gets piped up into a water tower or into mm-hmm. your own home well. Yep. So that's why you've got to be very careful, folks at home, like people doing their own oil changes, uh, you know, spreading fertilizers, spreading pesticides. The rain's going to pick this stuff up, and you're going to end up drinking it if you're not too careful. And it doesn't always seep into our ground as well. A lot of that water can uh, move across the landscape. Um, and a lot of the times it's moving, more water is moving across our landscape right now because of these uh, impervious surfaces that we've created. So these surfaces that don't let water trickle back down. into the ground. So oh, like parking lots okay. and buildings and sidewalks. And that becomes a problem because then it takes all of that pollution that might be on the land and shuttles it straight into our lakes and our streams and our surface water. Bodies. Well, you know, mm. Carolyn Clocker, uh, Senior Water Resource Educator for Cornell Cooperative Extension, I think in the second half of our show, we should definitely uh, get out to our listeners some information about how to not only protect their water from pollution, but how to conserve water. Because as we said, you know, less than 3% of the uh, water on the planet is drinkable, and a lot of that's locked up in those polar ice caps. But first, let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at www.radiorotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebowasser. My co-host is the effervescent, speaking of water, effervescent Sarah O'Connell. Our very special guest is Miss Carolyn Clocker, Senior Water Resource Educator for the Cornell Cooperative Extension. And Sarah, who keeps us wet and wild on Radio Rotary this week? <laughs> well, this week, Jonah and Carolyn, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Rotary District 7210, Rotary International, and the Rotary Clubs of Congress Valley Cottage, Highland Hyde Park, Kinderhook Tri Village, Middletown, Millbrook, and we will be right back. After these important messages. What can you do as a member of Rotary? You can eradicate polio. You can promote peace. You can feed the hungry. You can help children do better in school. Whether it's helping to eliminate a dreaded disease, volunteering at a food bank, or equipping a school library, Rotary is people who know that by working together, you can do anything. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, CPAPC, is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. 
What would you do if a friend, coworker, or a loved one collapsed? Calling 911 alone will not be enough. Over 1,000 people a day die from sudden cardiac arrest. Many can be saved with early intervention. HealthSave offers CPR courses on a daily basis at our facility in Rockland County. We'll come to your home or business if you prefer. Call us toll-free at 877-277-6233. That's 877-277-6233. Or visit our website at healthsave.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V.com. Leave the E off of save for emergencies. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver. It's Rib Fest time. And Highland Rotary invites you to their 8th annual Hudson Valley Rib Fest at the Ulster Fairgrounds on Saturday and Sunday, August 18th and 19th, starting at 11 a.m. Enjoy live entertainment, delicious award-winning barbecue, and cooking demonstrations. Fun for all ages. And all this for just $5. And that includes the parking and entertainment. Save the date. Hudson Valley Rib Fest, August 18th and 19th. For more information, contact HudsonValleyRibFest.org. That's HudsonValleyRibFest.org. Hudson Valley Talk Radio and online at HudsonValleyTalkRadio.com. Splish splash, I was taking a bath. Long about a Saturday night. Yeah. Rubbed up, just relaxing in the tub. And welcome back to the second half of this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm Sarah O'Connell. I'm joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser. And no, we are not splish-splashing in the bath (laughs) here in the studios. Much much to my disappointment. Much to his chagrin. However, we are on the air at Hudson Valley Talk Radio. And our special guest today is Carolyn Clocker, who is the Senior Water Resource Educator for the Cornell Cooperative Extension. And we were talking in the last segment about the need to conserve and and understand the importance of basically taking care of our watershed and aquifer um, in our areas and in our greater community. And do you know why this uh, subject is particularly close to my heart? Because? Well, not only do I work in this area as an attorney for the New York City Water Supply and the Department of Environmental Conservation, but my last name, Trebwasser, is really German for Trubwasser, which is the water that powers a mill wheel. Is that right? Isn't that amazing? Oh, that's that's fascinating to me. I, I you know, have spent so much time just learning how to pronounce it, as you know, when we first started working together. <laughs> I used to drive down drive down eighty four going Trebwasser, Trebwasser, Trebwasser. <laughs> so well, you can say my, it three times. That's actually quickly. my my nom de mic. You're, you're, what does that mean? That means that's my, my stage name. Your stage name. My well, real, of course, with a name like Treekwasser, you're obligated to use my it. My real name is Bruce <laughs> Owens, but that's already been used this morning. <laughs> Jay Verzi, I understand <laughs> that name's right. it anyway, taken. Anyway, can we get back to our available. guest, Carolyn Clocker, who is the Senior Water Resource Educator for Cornell Cooperative Extension in Dutchess County. And we're delighted you're here. We're more than delighted. Thank you. And tell us, Carolyn, uh, we were talking a little about water pollution, how the rain goes through and picks up any pollutants and other chemicals that might be in the ground end up in the underwater aquifer, that sort of underwater pool of water that gets pumped up into your wells, folks, and into your coffee and tea. So that's why it's important not to pollute. So let's talk a little bit about also the fact that um, the uh, amount of drinkable, or what they call potable water, not portable, but potable water is only 2 or 3% of the land of the Earth's water. So it, it's incumbent upon us not to waste it, all right? And even though it's being used to flush toilets and wash cars and industrial processes. It's still, people at home can conserve water. How do you folks at Cornell Cooperation, uh, Cornell Cooperative Extension, get people to conserve water? 
So some of the tips that I suggest to folks, especially uh, during the summertime when uh, water usage can skyrocket because the way we landscape our yards and things like that is just to to simply think about it before uh, they do things like water their lawn. So if you water your lawn at noon, you're going to waste a lot more water than, say, if you water your lawn first Plus thing in the morning. Not, it's not good for the lawn exactly. to water it at noon. You're not supposed to water and that's when the... that's because the heat's going to make everything evaporate Correct. before it the hits the The sun's going to evaporate burns. all that water. It burns, too. It burns the... Uh, it, it acts as a magnifier onto any plant life water does. Right. And okay. So, so simple things like that. Installing a rain barrel and using the water um, and storing rainwater to use that. Um, I love that suggestion. That not only... Um, conserves our water, but it also could potentially lower your water bill because you're using water from the sky that's free yeah. and, and using it on your garden and your plants and, and things like and that. And just to and, recap, um, the way you keep the bugs and whatnot out of it is when you have the barrel, you have a screening over it. Correct. So you, you want it to be a closed system. In there. Exactly. A closed system. And we have uh, these new shower heads that use less mm-hmm. water. Um, uh, toilets that use less water. Mm-hmm. Um, just being... Uh, thoughtful about how long you take a shower or when you're running the water or filling up your dishwater or dishwasher excuse me completely. obviously you've never had teenagers in the house <laughs> i was a teenager once but <laughs> actually folks at home probably if, if you saw her, a year ago think, <laughs> folks at home if you saw her, you longer, still think she's a teenager <laughs> much longer ago than i wanted <laughs> so you know carolyn uh, how did you get into that's, this? that was my very next question was, was it i'm sorry i stepped on no, your no, question please. that's we, why we're uh, partners since we're talking about you a little bit mm-hmm. we're poking fun at you and actually for our listening audience she's a very smart very attractive and young charming. woman and very charming of course yes how did you become a scientist basically i've always been fascinated with the natural world i grew up in ohio actually about a mile or two away from lake erie and then i also spent my summers in michigan on my grandmother's lake and so i was outside all the time, running around, swimming, and playing near water. So I've always had this strong connection to water. And then when I was an undergrad, I actually had the opportunity to go on a study abroad trip to Australia, where I camped the entire time. And as you know, uh, water resources are much scarcer in Australia. Um, and I spent a lot of time in the middle of the outback in the desert. Right. And, um, and and I just realized that um and I like like I said I always enjoyed science as well and I thought I was going to go into medical research and then I realized I could just take this love that I have mm-hmm. for the outdoor world and water and actually turn it into a career. So where did you go to undergrad? I went to Hiram College in Hiram, Ohio. It's this very small liberal arts college with about a thousand students. Okay. It has a fantastic biology program. And then how did, so you were a biology major? Mm -hmm. So how did you make it to the East Coast? I actually had an internship uh, the summer between my junior and senior year with the Cary Institute of Ecosystem Studies. Oh, they were old friends of Radio Rotary. Right in Millbrook. Exactly, right in Millbrook. And I had this fantastic internship with Dave Strayer and I basically told him at the end of the program the end of the program that if he had a job I wanted it and so I came back a year later when I finished my undergrad and worked for him for several years and a couple other folks at the Cary Institute. Well he certainly is one of the anchors there Mm -hmm. at the Cary Institute. And now what about the Cornell Cooperative Extension besides um, you know doing all this information about water to the public 
Uh, what else do they do there? Uh, so we have four major program areas at the Cornell Cooperative Extension in Dutchess County. We have our agriculture and horticultural program. We have our 4-H and youth development program. And those two programs a lot of folks are fo- familiar, familiar with when it comes to Cooperative Extension. Um, but we also have a new, uh, family and consumer education program that runs programs such as nutrition, relatives as parents programs, financial education, uh, things like that. Um, and then I'm part of the environment and energy program. So in the environment and energy program, they have myself, the water resource educator. We also have our program leader who focuses on climate change and energy issues. And then we also have a GIS educator. And GIS stands for uh, Geographical Information Systems. Um, And so in a nutshell, he helps um, map natural resources in the area and uh, teaches people how to utilize that as a tool um, in their conservation. If efforts. somebody wanted more information on any of these programs or topics, what would be a contact? Um, you can go to uh, our website, which is ccedutchess.org. Say that one more time. C-C-E-Duchess, D-U-T-C-H-E-S-S, dot org. Um, or you could call us in the office at 845-677-8223. One more time on the phone number. 845-677-8223. And folks at home, be sure to get a pencil and paper because before the close of the show, we'll ask our guest, Carolyn Clocker, to repeat that information. Now, uh, Carolyn, you're talking about educating. Of course, the best way to get uh, people to conserve water and to have a good water resource down through the uh, decades will be to educate our young people. Do you uh, do school trips and, and things of that nature, scouts? I do not do uh, trips to schools, but I actually have this program called uh, Duchess No Child Left Inside, where I've just recently hired six high school students from the uh, city of Poughkeepsie, uh, Poughkeepsie High School, and I will be training them to be environmental educators. Wow, And great. then they will be going out and doing programs with their peers and middle school youth, teaching them about the environment and simply getting them outdoors so that they can build an appreciation for the outdoor world. That's terrific. Tell us also about some of this other uh, public outreach. You talked about uh, making rain barrels. Mm-hmm. I know you recently had a rain barrel workshop in Red Hook, my own hometown. Yes. What are some of the other things that uh, you... Uh, have offered in the past or will be offering this fall? Uh, So we do a lot of uh, public outreach at events. Uh, Like you said, we do rain barrel building workshops. We organize um, creek walks. Uh, We partner with organizations like the Ralph T. Waterman Bird Club to um, have bird walks along water features and teach people about what a watershed is while they're also appreciating other um, outdoor Mm -hmm. features. Uh, We also plan and organize workshops for municipal officials to teach them about these concepts and the issues related to protecting our water resources. So in the fall, um, I'm working with the Cary Institute, uh, as well as the Wappinger Creek Watershed Intermunicipal Council to have a workshop for highway supervisors and their staff to teach them how to apply road salts and to not only um, decrease the amount of road salt that they apply uh, to protect our water quality, but also to lower their town um, or municipality expenses. Sure. Carolyn Crocker, Clocker, I should say, of the Senior uh, Water Resource Educator for Cornell Cooperative Extension. In the 30 seconds we have left, tell folks at home why it's so important to conserve water and to make sure it doesn't get polluted. Water is going to essentially become the next oil. We're going to be fighting over it um, because of the degradation that we have done to it. So the Scarcity. more we conserve it now, um, the better off we'll be in the future here in the Hudson Valley. And give your 
website and phone number one more time. So the website for Cornell Cooperative Extension in Dutchess County is cceduchess.org, and our phone number is 845-677-8223. Carolyn Clocker, Senior Water Resource Educator for the Cornell Cooperative Extension. Thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary, and thank you for everything you do to keep our water supply clean and fresh. Well, thank you for having me. And Sarah, who do we thank for bringing us Radio Rotary this week? Well, this week, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of New City, New Windsor, Cornwall, North Rockland, Pleasant Valley, Red Hook, and Rhinebeck. For my co-host, Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again at this same time next week for another edition of Radio Rotary. Enjoy a fantastic run or walk along the beautiful Hudson River at the Storm King Run from West Point to Cornwall on Hudson on Sunday, August 26th, rain or shine. Start near West Point's Washington Gate on New York Route 218 at 9 a.m. Featuring 10K and 5K routes and even a one-mile fun run for kids. Walkers are welcome and free shuttle bus service is available to get your 10K runners back to the starting point at West Point. Registration is just $25 for the 10K or 5K and $10 for Kids for the Run. Participants get a t-shirt, gift bag, food and drinks. Water stations all along the way. Hosted by the West Point and Highland Falls Rotary Clubs. For more information, contact John Willis at 845-446-5483 or Google them at Storm King Run. That's 446 5483 or Google Storm King Run.